Who except God can give you peace? Has the world ever been able to satisfy the heart? Welcome to the Dude Catholic Podcast. I'm your co-host Adrian here with a man who can beat the crud out of crud. Ramon. Yeah, you are. Today we finish a series titled, This is Halloween, with an episode titled, Never Forget. Indeed. Our scripture today comes from... Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Mm. Delicious. Indeed, indeed. So let's get this podcast on the road. Tonight, we are recording live. No Zoom for us. We've had enough of that. And, uh... We're enjoying the music of the crickets and a couple of cigars that shall remain unnamed because we're not a cigar podcast. We just happen to enjoy them. And let's just get this going. So I was thinking about, uh, you know, the title of this, Never Forget. And it's about remembering those who have gone before us. Now, last episode, though it wasn't clear enough because it wasn't much of a catechetical episode... We were talking about all saints, right? Because we're kind of focusing on this this whole idea of Halloween not being demonic. How we give up too easily. You know, as Christians, we just, oh yeah, it's dark, so we're going we're gonna to walk away from it. No. We grab it. We claim it. It's what the church does. You know, it's what they did with, uh, what the church did with, um, with coffee. And it's kind of... You don't know the story, but maybe you do know the story. How uh, I think during the Crusades, or maybe even before that, they discovered that the Moors had coffee. And someone said, I want to say it was a pope, said that we shall take this drink and baptize it for Christianity. And thus, we picked up coffee from our cousins in the faith, the Moors. Cool. Indeed. And, uh... And I was going somewhere with that. The way, the place where I was going was that several cultures have ways of remembering the dead. And some of them, they worship the dead. Christians, we don't do that. Yeah, we don't do that. We, uh, we honor those who have gone before us. And we pray that if they're in heaven, they pray for us. You know, and that's where, that's where all this comes from. You know, in Halloween, like we mentioned in the uh, first episode of this series, people used to. And in my family, still do, go trick-or-treating. And when we, come, when we come home, we pray for their dead. Those that gave us candy, those who didn't give us candy, we still pray for the dead in their family. Then on the 1st of November, we celebrate All Saints Day. And on the 2nd, All Souls, which means All Saints would be for those who, uh, those who are in heaven. 
know, those who we know for sure who are in the saints calendar and what on the church calendar and whatnot um and then the other one would be for everyone so that's where the conversation of a uh, Dia de los Muertos comes in for us who are of the uh, Latino persuasion. Whatever that means. I was not persuaded <laughs> in any direction. I, know, I was going to say what. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I use that expression. I think it's because I think it's kind of funny. Um, we didn't have a choice. But one thing that we do have a choice is what we get into, you know, what we back up. And man, I'm kind of tired of being um, just kind of pigeonholed into this Dia de los Muertos thing. I don't care for it. I really don't. It's because a lot of people focus, uh, most people focus on the pagan stuff. You know, they focus on the, uh, on the Aztec stuff. And I just saw a video by, um, by Jesse Romero. Or he's, he's being interviewed by someone. I don't even remember who, who was interviewing him. But, but he's talking about the split between those people that focus a lot, and this especially in the Mexican population, how they focus a lot on, on the Aztec stuff. You know, on Dia de los Muertos, and uh, and on our particular family, you know, we have a, we actually have some Mesoamerican in the blood, at least in the last name, our last name in Mexico. You know, the second one, the the maternal last name would be Mesoamerican, which means water of the new day. Um, I won't give you too many details on the Guacuamoxtla, but it's a brand of Nahuatl, which is the native language, that is very obscure and it doesn't belong to the Aztec tribe. So there's a little bit of animosity that doesn't make it down to us because we're not bitter. Um, but a lot of people focus on that side of, of their culture. And then there's the other side that focus on, focuses on the faith, you know, the, the people, those of us who call ourselves Guadalupanos. And that part focuses more on the faith and it focuses more on what's right. And thus when we vote, we vote accordingly. I know I'm focusing too much on that because we're too close to the election. Um, but we focus more on the faith. We focus more on the family unity and all that stuff. We don't focus that much on like getting wasted and uh, and honoring the ancestors and by building altars and whatnot on those days. We focus on the faith and we focus on baptizing all those customs in the name of Jesus Christ and honoring the dead appropriately. You know, honoring the dead in the way that we just look at their lives and we give thanks to God for who they were and for who we are because of them. And we give God thanks for their lives and pray that they may be in heaven. That's the way we're supposed to do things. This whole altar thing and and glorifying all these other things that are not of God instead of baptizing them and redeeming our failures or our culture's failures and lifting them up to God, well, that's that's what we should be doing. I don't even know if I made sense on that one. but I was talking to somebody. Uh, I asked him, dude, why are you so mad? And uh, he was telling me, well, it's not even anger that I'm feeling. It's more uh, sadness. He's like, I'm just acting out right now. It's like, okay, well, let's... Is there to be sad about? It's like, well, my mom just died in August. It's like, oh, okay. It's like, yeah. Um, it's like my mom was my strength, my rock, all kinds of stuff, right? Um, yeah. It's all legit, you know. It's all a, a legitimate thing to be sad about. Um. And it got pretty quiet. And before it got awkward, not awkward for me because you know I'm just listening, but. As uh, I asked him, um, 
why um not why but rather uh what's something that that your mom left in her legacy mm. and i know it's kind of a, a a very difficult question so i'm gonna i'll give you an example um so i told him not too many details but you know my my grandfather died uh semi-recently and he was pretty old and it got me thinking about my mom dying and and uh the legacy that my mom is going to leave behind with uh, me with adrian with her two other siblings and the the grandkids and how i was telling him and i feel like the legacy that that's being left behind is that of uh of kindness i think my mom is going to leave mm. kindness and compassion because I don't want to get like all dark or anything but you guys if you've been listening for a while you, you guys know what I do for a living and I feel like most of the time I'm more I'm very professional but I feel like there's also room for compassion in certain instances um, and I don't want to give too much details, but this happened at work when the, the person that I'm talking about. Because um, most people tell you to suck it up. Like, dude, okay, your your mom died. So what? You still got to go to work. Yeah, it sucks, but you got to go to work. Like, Stop frowning. And compassion is not necessarily like coddling them. and like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah, that that's cool. But actually reminding them of how lucky they were to have a mom in the first place and how lucky they were to have a good mom because i did ask him like was your mom like pretty legit like she was pretty good it's like yeah i love my mom i was like that's right you did mention she was your strength and all that so instead of focusing on the sadness which is again it's a legitimate thing to be sad about but your mom left behind a legacy with you like how are you going to honor that because no matter the way you look at it, that's a reflection of who God is. Your mom is leaving that legacy behind with you. And I get it. I don't fully understand it, but I get the fact that it is a sad thing to have lost your mom just, what, like four or five weeks ago. But what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do when you're not in here um when you when you go bu- when you go back to the world and this person was really thinking about it like man like, and he told me like oh man like that's i never thought about that because it's so easy to be drowning in the pain and all that and and i feel like like thinking thinking about stuff in in, in secular terms whether it's honoring the dead or and and how we honor the dead too like i get i get the the sentiment behind you know the altars and all that but we tend to idolize people yeah and that's not what we're called to do we're called to recognize the goodness the good the true and the beautiful as you've mentioned it time and time again but it's time to put forth that to show the world what true real what is it i'm sorry i just said it good the true and the, the good beautiful. true and the beautiful and that's something that you know my mom is not dead yet thank god 
there, man. But that's something that that's part of the legacy that I'm carrying now that she's alive and that I will continue to do so after she's long gone. And Mercy. hopefully yeah. those that come after us, you know, yeah. they will do that in our honor. Yeah, that's right. God's honor, hopefully. Yeah, mercy, compassion. And again, compassion is not like, oh, that's so sad. And yes, but no. That's not even the tip of the iceberg. That's just, that's kind of weak if you just focus on that. Yeah, be sad. Digest the pain, the sadness, the anger even. But focus on, on on the rebirth. Yeah, I like that. How are you going to keep that going? And I was listening to another another Catholic podcast, one that's uh, one that I've been listening to for years. It's the uh, the Catholic uh, Catholic Guy Show. I think. Well, they, it's, just, it's a show on SiriusXM. Um, and and the host said something. Uh, host Lino Rulli said something really. Uh, I don't know. It was meaningful to me. You know, when he said that uh, that the way things are going in the church is that before, the church used to focus on the wrath, on there is a hell, and you can go to it. We don't do that anymore. We focus on the beauty of the church, the truth of the church. And he said something. How's that going for us? Look at the numbers in the church. How many people are showing up? How many people are going to Mass? How many people are going to the sacraments? How many people are taking their faith seriously? And letting it affect what they do in the culture. He didn't say it like that, but he said he said something to that effect. He said that the numbers are low. So not to be dark, but maybe we should focus on the darkness. Maybe we should keep in mind that, hey, our moms are going to die if they're not already gone. Our grandparents are going to die if they're not already gone. And let us use that and remember that while they're still alive, Call them. Visit them. That's something that I need to hear. Because I'm one of those personalities that can that cannot talk to people for a long time. Uh, maybe that's one of the things that uh that not, that I needed to hear today. You know, but as you were talking, Ramon, it just kinda hit me again, you know, because it's not the first time it hits me. Um you know what? Call. They didn't answer. Call again. <laughs> You know, and it's it's one of those things that we need to hear. You know, we can lose eternity. We can lose salvation. That's a possibility. But for sure, we are going to lose each other at some point. And if we're not making the best of it, then are we really, are we really loving? You know, and it's something that our older brother is really good at doing, at reminding me of. You know, whenever I stray away too much, he has a, a really good way of reminding me that, hey, we're still here. We still love you, you know, and that's, man, <laughs> you know, we need to remember not just our death, but the death of others. We need to value, value all of their uh, contributions to our life. And we need to honor that by carrying that and bringing it to others the way you did it, the way that I try to do it every day with my students, you know, kind of showing them that they're important, that they're worth a dang, because, because it all matters. You know, and we're not just trying to make it dark and like, ooh, everyone's going to die. Like, yeah, we already know that. No one gets out of here alive. And thank God that there is an end to this life because how boring. Yeah. And just knowing that the saints exist gives us hope of what is to come for those who have passed on in our own lives. For those that we love, for those that we cherish. 
Any saying quotes? Yes, I have one. You always bring the good saying quotes. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially because we've been we've been putting um, we've been talking about the the I don't know if I should call it effort, but how people focus on the how we all focus on the the secular stuff. Yeah. And uh, Saint Gerard Magella said, "Has the world ever been able to satisfy the heart?" Another one. Has the world ever been able to satisfy the heart? Mm. And that's a big fat no. And again, I'm not I'm not trying to downplay the death of somebody that we care for and that we love, because that's. You know, as corny as it sounds, you know, that, that's a big piece of our heart. Yeah. Especially for that person, you know, that, that was his mom. Think about it, dude. Like, that was in August. That was, that's pretty recent. Yeah. But what a wonderful thing to have somebody to love. Like, we were lucky enough to have somebody to love and somebody that guided us the right way. And it's also important to recognize where our shortcomings are so that we can course correct. While there is time. While there is still time, yeah. Life really is short, man. I remember when I turned 18 and then everything just started speeding up. Like, yeah. whoa, hey. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I it, turned 34 <laughs> this year and Dang. all kinds of stuff, you know? And, it, and it's great. I'm loving adulting. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Um, it's necessary. You know, this is the the biggest chunk of our life. Yeah. And yeah. it's a wonderful thing. We have time to redeem. I like that. It's kind of funny because my, my now 12-year-old Sophia was looking at my gray hair. And she was pointing it out and being like, oh, you have a big gray hair over here on your beard or something like that. And then she looked at some on the side of my head. And, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, it looked like you're enjoying it. And I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> you know, it's kind of weird. I mean, right now I'm still I'm still not as old, but I'm 37. I'm going on 38 pretty soon. And, and I don't know, I guess it's because I'm losing weight that I feel better than I did before but I'm just enjoying the process of of not being as young it's a weird thing to say and I guess because I decided at an early point in my life to enjoy where I was and that helped me out a lot with with my kids you know enjoying where they are because I still look at them you know I look at my 12 year old now and I'm like dude she's she's a giant she used to be tiny you know, we called her Catholic baby when she was first born and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, like, I remember that. All the excitement and whatnot, and I'm like, I'm just going to enjoy every day. And I have, and I'm still doing that. And when we do that, the future's not going to be as scary. You know, for the longest time, the idea of death scared the crud out of me. I would wake up as a child at like 4 a.m. and then I'd have the thought of death, of losing my mom, of of dying, you know, the unknown. And it scared the crud out of me. I remember at mass too, I would experience that that terror right at the moment of consecration, like before, slightly before actually, 
when that holiest part of the Mass was happening. I'm guessing that was the devil trying to distract me. And that stopped. That stopped already, and, and it feels good to not be terrified of that because there's nothing to be afraid about. Honestly, the only thing that I'm afraid of is what's going to happen to my kids and wife. How are they going to make it? And and then the thought of, you know, me not being that much, not being the biggest deal in the world, it kind of helps me a lot. Yeah. Because I'm the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. So God's going to take care of them. And so... All I have to worry about is trying to be the best person and, and hand on those traditions, that kindness, that mercy, that compassion. And compassion is not a, a sweet thing. Compassion means to suffer with, con pasión, with passion. And that is, that is at the root of, of being compatible with someone. So, man, I mean, we can go in so many directions, but... But I'm going to let it rest there just because I feel like I need to dwell on this a little bit more. So pray for us. And we'll pray for you. Ferrum, ferro, aquitur. His name is Gerard Magella. Ella, Ella, A, A, A. Has the world ever been able to satisfy the heart? Not never, so. Not never, so. Except God can give you peace. Hmm. Has the world ever been able to satisfy the heart? That's a full quote. I like that. I like it a lot.